0: Good morning, Abundant Life. How are you? Good to see you. We started a journey last weekend on this series, Naked and Afraid. We did. And uh, we've been going out of the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality book. And many of you I know have been asking about it, and many of you have, are beginning to read it. And great. love it.
1: So many it's of you have gotten the book and even gotten the workbook. Yep. So we're so excited for you to do this journey. We've done that a couple times now. And it's we good. love it. It's love great, it, love it.
0: Great journey. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage you to pick it up. And a lot of people getting a lot of good material from that.
1: And then we did the um, Facebook Live last Sunday night. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Um, we had about 80 of you tune into that. That was exciting. Yeah. So we're going to do that again tonight at 8.08 p.m. 8:08. And we're going to talk about breaking through your wall, which is what we're going to talk about today. And so join us, Facebook Live Facebook. tonight, 8.08 p.m., and uh, we'll have a good time with that. That was a lot of fun. Facebook
0: Live, yeah. Question and response time. Question and response. Yeah, Yeah. it's good stuff. Well, on the journey, as we're talking about in the Christian life, that we realize what it does is it captures our experience uh, following Jesus. It captures that more than any other experience, for sure. And so, what we want you to know from the beginning is journeys they involve movement and action and stops and starts and delays and detours and trips into the unknown don't they right it really does that's what a journey's about it also gives us really the long view of the christian life if you think about this god called abraham to leave his past life in ur at the age of 75 to go on a journey Whoa. at 75 75? A journey into the unknown.
1: Some of you are just getting started.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, come on. 75, you're just getting going. God called Moses out of a burning bush experience Mm -hmm. at the age of 80. Mm -hmm. And then Moses called the Israelites to leave Egypt, and they went on a journey of 40 years of Mm self-discovery about themselves and what was going on. Yeah, and what God wanted to do. That's for sure. God called David, leave your job as a shepherd, As a teenager, to fight Goliath and take a journey that would lead him to serve as the king of Israel. And even Jesus called his very own 12 disciples to go on a journey that would change their lives forever.
1: Right. Well, the good news today is you are on a journey. Somebody say, I am on a journey.
0: I'm on a journey.
1: Yes. And let me just tell you the truth about this journey, though. And the truth about the journey of the Christian life is that at one point or another, you and I are going to hit a wall. You're going to hit a wall. I'm going to hit a wall. It's just part of the journey. And the journey we're referring to is when you feel stuck in your faith. This crisis of faith that we're going to all walk through. So Mm -hmm. consider the story of a woman named Agnes. I love this story. Mm -hmm. Um, From time to time, she... um, From the time she was a young girl, Agnes believed. She just not only believed, she was on fire for God. And she wanted wanted to do great things for God. She said things like, I want to love Jesus as he's never been loved before. Agnes had an undeniable calling on her life. And she wrote in her journal this, my soul at present is in perfect peace and joy. Mm. She experienced a union with God that was deep. It was rich. It was so continual that it was to her a rapture ecstasy. Mm. She left home, she became a missionary, she gave yeah. the Lord everything to serve him. Yeah. And after a while, however, it, it it seemed that God had abandoned her. Mm. At least that's how she felt. You know, she started writing different words in her journal, words like where is my faith? Mm. She wrote down deep Deep down into um, my soul, there's nothing. There's emptiness. There's darkness. My God, how painful is this unknown pain? Mm. I have no faith. And she struggled. She struggled with her walk. She struggled to pray, but she still worked. She still served. She still smiled. But she struggled at this wall that didn't seem to move in Mm. her life. And this inner darkness continued virtually year after year. For nearly 50-some years, God seemed absent to her. Mm. Such was the secret pain of Agnes, who is better known to us as Mother Teresa.
0: Right. Wow. You know, many of us uh, as believers know exactly what, that, what that's like. Yeah. You know, the feeling, yeah. some have hit the wall and some have even dropped out. Mm. And often we have trouble seeing the larger picture, which is very real, of the transforming work that God is doing in us. The wall, we have come to understand, is essential to maturing us in Christ and becoming the person that God right. intends. It's here where the disorientation, the pain of the present circumstances, they sometimes they blind us from ultimately moving forward. You know, so many people have written about the stages of the spiritual journey to help us understand there is a larger picture of what God is doing in our lives. Sometimes hard to see, but we're going to look at those six stages very quickly today, and it's going to be on the screen behind me. The first stage is life-changing awareness of God. This stage is really the beginning of our journey with Christ, and we realize that we are a sinner and that we're in need of a Savior. That is stage one. We need, we need Jesus. Stage two, we talked about a little bit this, uh, this last week, doing the hard work of discipleship. This, this stage is where we begin learning about God and what it means to be a follower of Christ, and we become a part of a Christian community and begin to get rooted in the disciplines of the faith. And then the third stage, it's the active life. It's the doing stage. We get involved actively working for God, serving Him, serving His people. And we take responsibility by bringing our unique giftings and skills and and serve God and we serve others. And then fourth, the wall and the journey inward. Notice that the wall and the journey inward are closely related. It's a wall that drives us into an inward journey. It's this deep working in your life, just not on your own, but with the help of the Holy Spirit. And then the fifth is the journey outward, Um, having passed through the crisis of faith and having done this intense inner journey and the work that's necessary to go through the wall, we begin once again to move, to do for God, but in a new grounded center of ourselves in God. And then stage six is transformed by love. That is a growing stage right there, being transformed into the love of God and then it's being poured out of you to others that are around you.
1: Right. In, in those six stages, we just, we kind of walk yeah. through, and I wonder if you can find yourself in a stage today. Um, you know, we're going to focus on today, stage number four, and that mm. is breaking through your wall. I just right. wonder today, you know, we kind of manufactured a little wall here. I just wonder how many of you today, what what's written on your wall? Yeah. What, what words would you put on your wall that you mm. would write? Because um, most to most of us, this, our walls appear through crisis. Yeah. Most of us, our walls appear when, when our world is turned upside down. It comes perhaps through a divorce. Yeah. It can come through a job loss. It can come through the death of a close family member mm. or friend. It can come yeah. as a cancer diagnosis. It can mm-hmm. come through betrayal. It can come through, through a disillusioning church experience, a, a shattered dream, a wayward child, possibly a car yeah. accident. Possibly an inability to have a child wow. or, or a desire to, rem- to marry that um, remains unfulfilled in your life. Mm. And what we do is we get stuck there. Yep. That, that pain is so deep and that wall comes up so yep. much that we get stuck and we have a crisis of our faith. You know, it, it doesn't even maybe have to be something like a crisis. It, most of the time is, but it could just be your relationship with God is not what it once was. Yeah, It could just be that it's I true. have a loss of joy in my Christian walk or yeah. I don't. my relationship with God is Absolutely. dry right now. Um, but this, this can create a wall in your life that's really hard to get through.
0: Yeah, and we discover for the first time that our faith does not appear to work. We think, man, it's not working. We have more questions and answers at the very foundation of our faith, it feels like it's all on the line. It's all there. And we don't know where God is, what he's doing, where is he going? How is he going to get us there? And when will this be over? How many of you have asked that well, a lot? God, when yeah. will this be over? Right? Uh-huh. You're maybe there today.
1: So so today we're talking about busting through this wall. You know, when I was up there, I just had a temptation just to kick it. Wouldn't that be fun? I won't. But but I tell you what, you know what, let's dismantle this wall today. Yeah, Mr. Kool-Aid man. Remember remember him barging through? That's me. Uh, But what it is is we don't just hit this wall once in our journey. We don't yeah. just go through these six stages once. We repeat them. Yeah. And we go it's through true. and we grow through the process. We, as we move through life, there's going to be multiple walls that we're going to face.
0: Yeah. And so the multiple repeated walls, oh, it's a very unknown place. Mm-hmm. It really is. We haven't been there. It's new territory. But it's necessary to visit. Right. And if we're going to develop into mature followers of Christ, because that's God's will for us, then we have to become the men and women that God has called us to be. Right. And so we got to break through that.
1: That's right. And so when we hit this wall, you know, this is a dark place in our spiritual journey. Yeah. And and we all go through it. We're just just talking about it today. But, you know, usually we don't talk about it. We just, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm good. I'm fine. Right. No, I'm in a dark place. And this place at the wall is the place where we begin to question. And we question mm. everything, don't we? We question God. Yes, we question ourselves. Is. We question the church. We mm. question anyone who calls themselves a Christian. And there certainly mm-hmm. are a whole lot more questions than there are answers, aren't they? True. Because the very foundation of our lives is being shaken, and it's being rocked. And at these yeah. times at the walls, wonder we wonder, where is God? Yeah. Where is God in all of this? Where is my faith in all of this? And
0: when you look at this, this is a very heavy concept. When you come to understand that 85% of evangelicals wow. do not get through the wall.
1: 85%. 85%.
0: Christians, just like you. So in this room. Don't
1: bust through this. Right. Don't make it through this.
0: Right. They don't get through. And so it's pretty mean. Those mm-hmm. that are... Uh, those that proclaim the gospel and live the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the majority of them do not make it through. They're stuck. Mm -hmm. That The inward journey is just too much. It's too heavy. And often our image of God doesn't allow for such a difficult experience, does it? Because sometimes we've been sold a bill of goods by somebody that hasn't preached to us the word, really, or told us that when we come to God It's all going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Am I speaking truth? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, we know God's good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But we come to this, it means that there's a lot of people stuck because they, they don't either know how to get through or they don't want to get through. And for some of you this morning, you're stuck. You're at the wall and you're finding it difficult really to process it and get through it.
1: Yeah, and for others of you today, maybe you've been to the wall. Yeah. You, you've seen this. You've recognized it in your life. And instead of facing the wall and dismantling the wall, you've went back to your life and you've mm-hmm. retreated. Wow. You've retreated. Because why? Because it's too, too, too painful. Right. And you've just shut the wall out of your mind. And this is where we stuff our feelings. Mm. We stuff our emotions. We sweep it under the carpet. But you know what? Stuffed feelings don't go away. They just grow Yep. And they get bigger, and eventually they start to leak out, and then they spill out in negative ways. And Absolutely. here's where it gets messy, and here's where it gets destructive. Mm. So so can we just encourage you today, can we revisit yeah. the wall? Yes. If that's you, and you've been to the wall, and you say, mm. I'm not tackling that. Yeah. Can we just encourage you today to say, you know what? I, I'm going to face this. Why? So I can get what God wants me to get out of this. Mm. So, so I don't miss what all God has for me mm. at the wall. You know, throughout this series, we're trying to give you some practical skills to help you face some of this. At the conference that we were at, we mm-hmm. had a coach. Everyone was assigned a coach there. And, and we had to um, look at, our, at each other. And the coach was there. And he asked yep. us one day, he said, what are you feeling? And just run that by you yourself right now. What are you feeling? Well, we couldn't answer. We were like, um. I'm a
0: man. I don't feel. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, I'm what? like, I'm good. He's like, no, what are you feeling? And we're like, well, I think. He's like, no, no, no. We're not thinking right now. We are yeah. feeling. Guys, in our culture, we don't do this. No. In our culture, we don't stop and think, how am I feeling? Someone would say, hey, how you feel? Oh, I feel good. I right. feel fine, right? <laughs> We're fine. But yep. that's—it's that surface, at the wall, we go a little bit deeper than that. And so we yeah. want to give you some questions today, maybe to jot down and maybe to talk with a friend or your spouse after service today, just to get you thinking about this wall. What, what feelings are really going on? Yeah. Because at the wall, you come face to face. Yeah, so we rich.
0: couldn't answer that. We couldn't. So he, he had to actually, our coach, yeah. as we're sitting knee to knee, mm-hmm. and every couple has a personal coach yeah. pretty much touching our knees. Yeah. He was in, in our, our, our space. Like yeah, okay?
1: Uncomfortable. Yeah,
0: nobody was yeah. going to get away, couples in that yeah. room, with giving a pat answer. Yeah. You know we need to be brought to that many times, mm-hmm. don't we? Mm-hmm. We're just not going to get away with oh, all yeah, everything's fine, and we're harboring something yeah. deep within us. Right. and so he's like, "No, what are you feeling?" And so we're like, i don't know, what are we feeling i yeah. don't know So he had to I don't have go a clue. like yeah. i don't know yeah I don't know so yeah. he had to go and get a a, a piece of paper full. Of feeling Feeling words, words. you know, we learned in
1: preschool how to feel, right? (laughs) We've lost it somewhere. So, so some of the words we circled was was I feel desperate, I I feel annoyed. Yeah, I mean, whoa, this this is revolution, isn't it? I feel abandoned. Mm. I I feel secure. I, I feel disappointed. I feel empty. I feel inspired. Right. Yeah. These, these are some great words. When you really dig down, how are you feeling? What a great skill to really stop yeah. and think. What, what's going on at this wall here? Where, where is this stuff coming from? And then I can identify and then I can move on and say, okay, yeah. why am I feeling that?
0: Right. So we want to just, there's four questions we want to uh, ask you, mm-hmm. maybe jot them down right. and talk to somebody, you know, uh, later today, your spouse, somebody that's in your world that you really love and they have your best interest. Right. And the first one is, is what are you angry about? What are you angry about?
1: Are you angry today? You might not be. It's okay. You don't have to think of something if you're not.
0: Yeah. But... Are you, angry? you might not be. Are you angry? That
1: today? could be something no, in your angry.
0: past. It no. could be something you're presently mm-hmm. going through. It can be. Yeah, you could be, be. angry. Next one.
1: Next one is: What are you sad about? What are you sad about? Yeah. You know, yesterday I was sad. I was in Hobby Lobby, and I just all of a sudden yeah. you were sad because <laughs> you were in Hobby not. Lobby. No, I wasn't. I, that's my happy place. But that's my I feeling. I, a wave of emotion came over me, and I'm like, I am sad. Why am I sad? And I was like, I miss my mom. Boy, would I love to talk to my mom right now. My mom's been gone three and a half years. Yeah. And I had a moment. I came home and I said, I'm, I'm really sad. Mm. I, I miss my mom. I had a moment. So I bought a little red cardinal ornament to put on the Christmas tree because in that moment, I needed to do something with my sadness. Yeah. But but that's a real emotion. We can feel that.
0: Yeah. Sad sadness. You know disappointments. It mm-hmm. could be losses, like Kristen's saying. It's something you're identifying in the sadness. Yeah.
1: And so another question: What are you worried about? Mm. This might just be great conversation. What what are you worried about? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that and let someone just have the freedom to yeah. talk and explore that.
0: Yeah. Could these come down to? It could be about your future. It could be about your family right now, a a Mm -hmm. current family member. Um, It could be about money. Um, You know, what are you worried about? What's inside of you?
1: And then lastly, this is my favorite, what are you glad about? Mm. What what are you glad about? Boy, it's a good one to end on. What what, what makes you glad? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, somebody may do that for you in your life. What are you glad about? So
1: identifying these feelings and getting that at the wall help you kind of discover what's going on there.
0: Yeah, you know, and why is this so essential? It's because God has called us to live fully alive in Jesus Christ. And we need to identify what is keeping us from being fully alive in Jesus. Amen? What is it that's keeping you stuck at the wall from being fully alive in Jesus Christ and identifying that? We're going to take our story from Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 5, if you have your Bibles. The story of Abraham that you've heard many times. He is at the wall, and this is not Abraham's first wall. He's probably, Scripture tells us, about in the 110 years of age. In that category there, in that season, and he's had so many walls. If you just follow him through the book of Genesis, even up to this point, and now God's promising him that he's going to have children and not just one, but a number of children. It's going to be like the stars of the sky and he's going to be a blessing to the whole earth. What a promise. What a promise. And Abraham has one child, Isaac, and God basically says, give me Isaac and put him on the altar and kill him. Mm. You know, you're very prized possession. Now, I don't know about you, but if we're in the shoes of Abraham, his sandals, I'd be saying, but uh, when is enough? Enough. When is enough enough, God? I mean, I'm an old man now, but God has a wall for him because God's taking him somewhere deeper, and God is going to test him. And I want you to look, if you look at verse 1 of chapter 22, and you see, we realize God tests those that he loves, and he has a special purpose for it. And it says, God tested Abraham. Abraham is actually an amazing example of someone who moves through his wall because he's been through so many. And so God has done a profound work in his life. He has a history of overcoming the walls, and he actually flies through this one, which is unbelievable to me. But God says in verse 2, take your only son and offer him. And the Scripture says as a burnt offering. Abraham, he builds an altar. He lays his son on the altar. He takes the knife to kill him. Abraham has a tremendous sense that God's going to provide something because he knows God. And then you know from the story that God shows up and stops him, but, but God does this to find out what is in Abraham's heart, and are you willing to serve me no matter what?
1: Wow. Can you just imagine? Can you just imagine having that mm. much of a relationship with the Lord where you're just able to respond yeah. in such a way Abraham did? So God is doing something very deep inside of Abraham mm. here. You know, at this stage of his life, he's 110. You just think about he's just about done it all, right? Like, Like maybe he's arrived there. But even at that age, God has some deeper places he wants to take Abraham. Yeah. God has something more profound he wants to do in Abraham's life. Right. You know, we don't know exactly what that is. We, we, we mm-hmm. really don't. But, but we can look at the context here and see that Abraham loves Isaac. Yeah. And God knows that. It's clear in this passage. He says, take your son, take your only son, Isaac, whom you love. And so the emphasis is here is on the fact that Abraham loves Isaac. And this is a good thing, right? It's a good thing that Abraham's attached to his son and he loves his son. It's a good thing to love your son.
0: And so the journey through the wall is deep. It's deep for Abraham. It's deep for us. It's profound. And we're going to break this into two simple parts. The first part is, as you and I hit a wall, is it's God's will versus my will. So here's Abraham, he gets to the wall, he doesn't argue, he doesn't delay, doesn't get passive aggressive, not bitter, not disappointed. He just surrenders and says, God, your will, I really want God, your will more than anything else. And then the second part of it is, what's the work that I have to do with the wall? Yeah. What's the work that Good I question. have to do? Right. So Abraham's being asked to let go of something he's clinging to. It's a good thing. It's his son, as Kristen said, it's Isaac, a gift from God. But this gift apparently is holding him back from some greater intimacy with God. And it says God was testing him. So God's goal for you is that your will and his will is so tightly connected that it is one will. That you would live in union and oneness with God. And your will would be so transformed by God that it would exclude everything contrary to God's will, wow. and we don't even know what that is many times. But we find out in this that He's mm-hmm. come to test Him, like He's come to test up us. And that that one mm-hmm. that one will is God's will.
1: Right. And and to get here, to get to this point that Abraham did, he, God has to bring us through some walls. Mm. God has to cut some things out of you. He's got to cut certain things out and he's got to hollow some things out. Mm. A lot of times it's pain that he, then he needs yeah. to take that out and he needs to fill it with himself. You that's see, true. God loves you so much today. Amen. God loves you so much. He loves yeah. you too much to keep you the way you are. Mm. And he says, come on, I'm going to, I'm to bring you, and we're going to do a little work. We're going to get that, that mm. toxic stuff out of you. And I, once that's out, I'm going to refill you with all of me. That's right. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And so at the wall, we're stripped down. At the wall, we're taking, Mm -hmm. you know, we call this Naked and Afraid, this series, and, and this is just like, you know, hey, you're not more stripped down than when you're at the wall.
0: Mm-hmm. You're not
1: more exposed than when you're at the wall. And this can be a really fearful place if you don't understand what's going on. Right. And so, you know, some of these things God wants to strip from you, they're not bad things. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I'll share this. Um, we have women's conference coming up. I hope you're registered, girls. <laughs> We're going to have the best time. But three women's conferences ago, God showed me, Kristen, I'm not your security. He is. Now, now he's a good thing, Right. Is God telling you, you need to leave your husband? No. No. God is saying, Kristen, I want to be your security. Yeah. I need to be your security. So I did hmm. the bravest thing, and I asked John not to be at women's conference. So he flew all the way to Iowa, far, far away. <laughs> and so I had no choice to put to be secure in the Lord. That was a big step for me. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. This is that stripping away of things that we hold on to, that we think we need, right that take the place of the Lord. So true. So God loves us so much that he wants to to us to relinquish those things in which we find our identity in. He wants us to relinquish those things that we find our value in. He wants us to relinquish those things we find security in and say, you know what, God, you're all those things to me. Those things aren't bad, but he will be faithful to strip those away till you get those in proper order. Does that make sense?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's going to test the things that we're clinging to today. It could be a career, position, reputation, what do people think of me? It could be a a person, that like Kristen says, th- these things can all be good and okay, but God's calling you to relinquish them so that he takes the priority in your life that keeps you from having a closer relationship with him and that he so desires. It may be an addiction. It- it- it's releasing that and letting it go. It may be gifts and talents, right. That we find our identity in. Now, gifts and talents are a great thing from God, but if we're putting and we're clinging to gifts and talents, how many of you know that God's going to test us? Right. Yes, he will. It could be pride, but it's letting go of the things that stand in our way from getting closer to God. So, you know, for some of you, a wall got you into this room Mm. to shift you from ways that you were living because they weren't working anymore and you found yourself being stripped of that.
1: You know, the best way to understand the dynamics of the wall that we all face and that we're all going to go through is by the work, the classic work of St. John of the Cross, The Dark Night of the Soul. It was written over 500 years ago, and it's just Mm. rich today still. John of the Cross would say that the, the ordinary way every Christian grows is through the dark night. Every way the ordinary Christian grows is through these things we're calling the dark night through the wall experience. Because why? The dark night is the place where our DNA is changed. The dark night is the place where our wiring of our minds and our spirits is reworked. Because we're on our faces before the Lord and we're alone and it's a personal work. And Mm. no one can do this work but you with the Lord's help. It's true. And so going through the the dark night, going through these dark places that the wall brings, it Mm. changes you. It changes you like nothing else can change you and it breaks mm. you. I wonder how many of you have been through the dark night. You know exactly what we're talking about. Mm. I wonder how many of you would say I would never change it for anything because yeah. what I grew from that experience yeah. was gold. It's true. It was it was growth. So how do we know when we're in the dark night? Well, our good feelings of God's presence evaporate. Mm. They so seem true. non-existent. We feel the door of heaven is shut to our prayers. There's darkness. There's weariness. There's helplessness. Mm. There's failure. There's defeat. There's emptiness. It just descends upon you. And Your Christian yeah. practices that you've done up until this time, they no longer seem to work for you yeah. to usher in the presence of God. And at these times, at the dark night, we can't see God. No. We can't see what he's doing, and we begin to wonder, where are you, Lord? Yeah. Where are you in this?
0: Yeah, and I think that as we talked about that last week with the life of Joseph, you know, kind of going back in order to go forward, he had a number of walls, didn't he? Mm -hmm. And we looked at those, and he went through many walls, but he came out an amazing person. and that's hard to see when you're on the other side of the wall. Consider this. Can you pray this before God? Lord, bring me closer to you no matter what the consequences. Wow. And some of us are afraid to pray that prayer. We wonder, well what's he going to do? I mean, you know, is he gonna, he's going to he's going to wreck my life. God is going to wreck yeah. my life and it, it sounds like a dangerous prayer. It,
1: it does. It does. Uh, Thank goodness we have Abraham's life to look at here because Abraham Mm -hmm. is going forward with this thing that God has asked him to. He's been obedient. Because why? Because he's got such a history with God. Yeah, he does. He's got such a history of knowing Mm -hmm. God's love. Now, he doesn't know what's going to happen at the wall. He doesn't know, but yet we see him, and he perseveres, and he waits, and he trusts, and he knows that God's faithful, and he obeys, and he keeps going because why? Because he knows God Mm. is good, and he knows God is loving, and he knows that good will come from this. He can't see it, but he knows his Lord. Yes. He knows his Lord, and he can say to the place where, not my will, Lord, but yours.
0: Yeah. And then the second thing that happens at this, at this wall is there's a discovery of my work that I have to do. Can you say my work? My work. Yeah. We have a part to play in this. If we're, accept, if we're, we're expecting somebody else to break through our wall, we're going to be sadly mistaken and upset. It is my work that God is doing a lot, but what's my work in all of this? Uh, And and so we're going to summarize this uh, with three words.
1: Three words. The first word is awareness, if you're taking notes today. Mm -hmm. We talked about awareness last week, and that was going back to go forward. Now we're coming to awareness again on this journey of awareness at the wall, awareness to go in Mm -hmm. through the wall, awareness to break my wall apart. You see, right. at the wall, I'm aware of my wounds, I face my brokenness, and I'm aware of my need for healing. Mm. See, some of this work may have been done along the journey where I'm aware, but it's not like the wall. It, it's sure. not like the work at the wall because at the wall, you realize, oh, man, i got to take a look at my stuff. Oh, man, I can put name to this. I have to own Mm -hmm. this. I have to admit this is going on in my life. I mean, talk about naked and afraid. (laughs) Here we are. We're identifying and we're becoming aware and realizing what's really going on in my Mm -hmm. life and and being able to push through that and not being too afraid to back away from that.
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes as we realize in Christ, we know, okay, I have a devotional life, you know, my devotion is to God, I have a prayer life, and and that's great. But when anything bad comes into our life, we rebuke it away, right? right? You know, Satan, get behind me. Yeah. That can't be God. That's bad. you know mm-hmm. We know it can't be mm-hmm. God. We're thinking, no, 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 no. But now we're realizing that the, these dark nights of the soul, these are walls that come, but they're not there for us to run from, but they are actually friends if we would embrace it. They are gifts that God is bringing into our life to purge me to transform me so that I will be in more closer union with God and so that my will is melted away in the process, right? That's good. And I become my true self in Jesus. Right.
1: So instead of being angry at the wall or defensive at the wall or even afraid at the wall, it's just saying, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm here because God brought me here. Right. And God has allowed me to be here. And I can actually befriend the darkness, I can actually embrace the dark place that I'm in. You know, some of us, we're fighting for the very thing that God has brought into our life. We're we're, we're fighting against that thing that God wants to heal us, and we just don't want any part of it. Mm. And so as we begin to be aware that that the hand of a loving God is leading me to the core of who I am, boy, that's freeing. It is
0: freeing. Just to be aware. Being aware is so huge. We said it last week. We say it again, the awareness in it, you know. If you're wanting to be healthy, you gotta be aware of your unhealth, right? right. right. You, we gotta deal with that. Mm-hmm. We wanna be healthy in our bodies, but there's something wrong inside physically. We have to go figure out what is unhealthy in us so that we can get better, right? right? Yep. And this is not an easy process for sure. Um, You know, when we spoke about this a number of years ago, when we encouraged people to read the book, we actually had people in the church that picked the book up and could only read a few chapters and had to put it back down again and didn't know if they wanted to restart reading it because of the pain and then the wall and trying to decide whether they're going to break through it. We want to encourage you to be aware so that you can get a breakthrough. Secondly, that leads us to Forgiveness. forgiveness. It's a big issue here at the wall. It's, it's huge. But listen, what we are saying right now is it's messy at the wall. I just want you to know that. Are you, are you all with me? Sure because there is a yeah. gospel out there of neat and tidy Christianity. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's not what we're talking right. about here. Yeah. It's messy. Mm-hmm. It's not always clean, you know. And so, you know, it's us letting go and, but the temptation is is that, okay, I'm going to forgive myself. But, no, we look at it sometimes and we think, wow, I'm, I'm wrecking my life. We want to beat ourselves up or beat someone else up for wrecking my life, right? right? Something like that. Right. I don't know.
1: So the, so the great challenge here is is when it comes that a lot of forgiving has, has to happen at the wall. Yeah. I have to be able to forgive others. But first of all, in order to do that, I have to be able to forgive myself. Right. And I have to know that God... Can, I can receive the love of God mm. in my mess, and I sure. can receive the love of God at, my, at the wall because he's showing me to be aware so he can clean me up, yep. and he can help me through. But I can't love you well if I can't love myself well. Mm. If I haven't forgiven myself, I'm going to be a terrible forgiver, and I'm not going to forgive you well right. or you well. We have to get this right. We have this forgiveness thing. A lot of forgiveness happens at the wall.
0: Yes, so true. And so that is a challenge. And so then it leads us to the third work, not only of awareness and forgiveness, but there's the work of acceptance. And in that, I embrace and accept myself for who I am. I accept my brokenness. I accept my limits. And I recognize as I see the depth of it that I will never be completely whole in this lifetime, though that's the goal. I'll never be completely whole. And so for those of you that are familiar with the 12-step program in recovery you realize the great thing about recovery is you realize you're always in recovery.
1: Right. Always. You know? Always.
0: And you have yeah. to realize that. And through scripture, how do we how do we go through and stay in that process of recovery? Well, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's where we stop many times. Period. But there's another sentence. Then you will be able to test and approve God's will. We're talking about his will. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So that's great. We need to renew our mind, but we we don't want to conform, but we want to be transformed. But you can't stop there. If you want to know the will of God, you have to keep going. Then you will be able to test. Then you will be able to see. And know what God's will is because that helps us. Why? Because on a daily basis, we have to do that because we have to daily, this is our work in the process, to dismantle the lies of the enemy and the bricks that are there to keep us from close union with Christ. Right. Amen. It's Amen. a daily dismantling. Amen,
1: it is. And so for, to some of us, this wall's a lot bigger than what we think. And we get into it and we think, oh, it's just going to be taking one brick out. And then we realize, whoa, the Holy Spirit has a deeper work here he's going to do. And he's going to start taking yeah. brick by brick. And you think, Man, there are, there's a lot of bricks here. There's a here. lot of bricks. There's a lot of bricks here. And it's a process. Mm. This is why that daily renewing of your mind is essential. This takes a process. It takes time to be transformed. That's why we say daily Bible reading, daily conversations with the Lord, daily worship. These things are all part of getting you free and keeping you free, keeping Mm. you in the process for your breakthrough. You know, we know that God is going to take you places that you never dreamed we, right. are gonna, we know that looking at Abraham's life, as he broke through and he was willing to be obedient, God will use extraordinary people who are willing to move through the wall. That's Do you right. believe that today? God wants to use you today. The promise that he gave Abraham is unbelievable. And I believe as you break through your wall today and you start facing, you start the process today and you start facing this, man, God is going to meet you there. And those promises, you just hang on to them because Mm -hmm. this is part of that promise, breaking through.
0: So, yeah, we are recipients of Abraham blasting through that wall and the numerous walls because we are the seed of that. We are here today because Abraham continued to break through the many walls, yes. right? Yeah. That, and we have to realize if you're being tested by God at the wall, it means you're worthy of value, mm-hmm. that God wants to Good. make you someone extraordinary. Yeah. But you and I have to go through the wall. Yeah. And at the wall, we get emptied out, and at that moment, it's not just emptied out, but mm-hmm. full of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then we overflow into others. Yeah. The love of God. Yeah. So At the wall, for some of you right now in this room, God's speaking to you. You could be in the dark night of the soul. The wall is a time in your journey when God himself is coming in to invade your life on a whole new level to purify you, your intentions, your motivation. So when you pray, oh God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, you really mean it. That you say, not mine but yours, God, that you've been emptied out and, and you can be quiet and still and persevere even when it feels like your world is falling apart. God's promises. I promise you if you will just stay with me at the wall, you'd not quit or get detoured that you will come out the other side a changed person. Walzer, David fleeing a jealous king for 13 years walls are, 11 disciples at the crucifixion, confused, disoriented, when all their dreams are shattered. And let me tell you something, somebody that did not go through the wall was Judas. Judas stopped at the wall. Didn't want to process what he was going through, didn't process who Jesus was as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, didn't want to submit to that process. But then you see walls are Job losing his 10 children, his health and his possessions. In one day, one day, at the wall, we learn what true faith is, trusting God, even when we don't feel him. Ultimately, God is the one who moves us through the wall, we will allow him to do it. You're not going to go through it alone. And with that comes the mystery and the truth of who he is. And so there's a lot of things we don't understand about why God's doing it. It's a mystery. His ways are not ours. Yet there are rich treasures at the wall if we're willing to go to it and through it and get a breakthrough. And then, you know, so many times we box God in. The wall then blows through that. Open that box up and we begin to see God for the sovereign, mighty, loving, good God that he really is. It's only in those moments we see it. So receiving the gift of God at the walls, that comes to each of us to transform our lives forever in ways that we've never dreamed of before. So I want to encourage you today, will you push past that? Will you push into it? Would you break through your wall today? And the only way that can happen is if you and I get personally involved in it. Amen? In the process. So, so we want you to look at that. What's your breakthrough look like? What's your breakthrough look like today? And see it on the other side of that. And we want to encourage you so I to just ask you if you stand to your feet with us today. And we prepare our hearts because we'd love to just ask that question. There are those of you that are in this room today that, yeah, you, you have a breakthrough that is waiting. Are you willing to push through to the other side of it? What does your breakthrough look like? Come on, just honestly now, just honestly, 85% of us, if not more, are stuck, 85% of us at least are stuck at a wall today. So today is your day of breakthrough. If you'll come and just allow God to speak to you in the midst of that wall, and we want to pray with you. We just want you to come. We'll lay a hand on your shoulder. We're going to pray for you in the midst of the circumstances that you're going through. As you stand at the wall, you're not there alone today. God has promised to be there with us today. So let's, let's join our hearts in prayer. Father, thank you for speaking to us through your word. Thank you for the life of Abraham, Lord. He went through so many walls, Lord. He was at this one in Genesis 22 at the age of 110. But God, he didn't stop and he didn't quit. And Lord, he submitted his will to your will, the greater purposes, Lord God, that you were testing him and he passed the test and that's why we're here today and we thank you. That God, that at the wall today, that we would be absolutely honest, Lord, of what you are saying to us individually. And that, God, today you are doing a deeper work because you're testing our hearts to mature us. And that we would give up our own will so that we would cling to your will. So that, Father, we would be aware that we would live in forgiveness and that we today would accept, Lord, the limits that are upon our lives. And when we come to do that, we realize that we are coming and knowing you are a limitless, God. So, Father, we thank you for that. And we we praise you that... God, today, it's more than am I happy? The real question is, am I free? Am I free, Lord Jesus, at this wall to break through today, to go through and find a newfound freedom in you, Lord Jesus? We I pray this in your mighty name. And everyone said.